The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, October 23rd, 2021. Today, let's talk influences. Who are the influences in the cigar industry, and do they influence your purchase? Joining us today is somebody I call an influencer. He has tens of thousands of people that watch him light up each and every week. He has his own cigar brand, his own cigar store, his own cigar program. Wait to see who's coming on the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Just so everybody understands that that's David Garofalo's voice that you're hearing, there is no way that he should be sitting here right now because he landed... 52 minutes ago at Logan International Airport, he, he broke international laws to get here. It's the only way I can explain it. I just it. want to put on record, you said he wasn't going to show up till either just before the interview or midway through the interview. I said he will be here by 5-2. You said I was wrong. I was in the Dominican le- four I hours learned, ago. I, I learned, I learned never to bet against you. Yeah. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Hello to the guys that drove me to the airport in the Dominican Republic. I said, I'll, I'll wave to you in four hours. And they said, yo, yo. Jose and Jose B. <laughs> All right, let's light up a cigar. I haven't had a cigar uh in four okay. hours? Okay. Yeah, all day. Well, today's first cigar is Dama Velada, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by American Viking Cigar Company. The size is a 6x60 Gordo, and it features a Habano Rosado Oscura wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package, and a single will set you back $10.19, while a box of 20 is $179.99, which comes out to just $8.99 per cigar. That's a savings of almost $24, or 12% off the box price, on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Okay, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. What a whirlwind tour I had. Woo! <laughs> Did you talk to everybody in the country? Everybody. He tried catching me up on uh, two days worth of travel in two minutes. It didn't yeah. go well. No. So, and he's just itching to be able to tell all the stories. I'm all right, sure. We, we got the six by sixty here. Yes, we do. Okay. All right. Was that your guess? Well, just it, it looks small in your hands. <laughs> I heard so many cigar authority <laughs> references. 
in another country. It was astonishing. Well, I'm going to give people uh, making fun of me and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. There's just people barely. How many people gave you Lance Arrows? There was Lance Arrows. Yeah, I'm sure. All kinds of stuff. That's becoming a thing. Uh, but Jonathan, I'm smelling the cigar before the show started. Oh, Tim says you don't smell the cigar before the thing starts and stuff. So we have we have Tim Swanson coming on. Yeah, cigars daily, huge listenership, viewership uh, that he has, and all, all Jonathan is already uh, well. You shouldn't be doing that because Tim told me that you shouldn't be doing this and stuff. So is this what I, I like him? I mean, first, for starters, he's my doppelganger out there on the internet. So I mean, yeah. you could accidentally go onto his channel and think it's my channel. But it, now it's a little man crush going on or something. Or something. Hmm. What I, I, I know. Just what? I, I've just been here for a few minutes and I already feel. You really something. didn't get a chance to to get to know Tim on the call because you, you were right. late. But uh, in having a conversation with it was him, actually early. He's so a little say late. He's a little run down today, and he already has more energy than any guest yes, I've ever does. seen. And that this is him run down. Yes. You watch his videos, oh, he's yeah. over the top. But I heard he turns it on. When the camera goes on, he turns we'll on. We'll see. This is the thing. Yeah. So, well, yeah, well, I want to learn a lot about right. Tim um, when we go there. But let's learn about this cigar. Let's light it up. We're going to light our cigar today with the Duke by Lotus. The Duke by Lotus features single action with three jets in line, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. On the back, you have a full size up to a 64 ring gauge. So it would cut this dumb of a lot of no problem. A full size guillotine cutter, all for the low price of $59.99. That is the Duke by Lotus. You show up in the Dominican Republic like this, they think you're a god. You are a god. <laughs> you, you got can that make customs? Fire. Yeah, because they have big lighters and stuff. And I, I, you know, that I, I took my cyclone. You know, I took yeah, it. Yeah, you always plane. do. But. <clears throat> Always, I leave them. Ba- I leave them there. I don't leave them there because I'm afraid they're not going to make it back. I leave them a gift, hmm. and they you show their friends of look, flame, <laughs> fire, <laughs> because it's all it's all bix and matches there. Huh. They got to import these bad boys over there. So Tim was the perfect guy to to bring on for sure. Um, talking influences and stuff. I got a lot of questions with him, but uh, he, he did st- stir the pot a little bit last week, and people are saying things. Uh, I know Tim's listening in, uh, his top 25 thing that, you know, which is a good influencing thing, so I want to see his take of, the, does it have any juice? Uh, we'll see where that goes. But influences... Uh, so we, we did this on... Um, we did it on Clubhouse. Clubhouse, yeah. yeah. Because it looks familiar to me all of a sudden. I'm, I'm like, so you recognize the handwriting I, on that I, paper? Because that's yours. Those are your notes. So when products were influenced, cigars were influenced. So go back to the 50s, 60s, radio, TV, magazines, cigars, and cigarettes and everything was introduced um, via that media that was happening. But on April 1st, 1970, President Richard Nixon signed legislation officially banning cigarette ads on television and radio. At the time, tobacco companies were the single largest product advertisers on television up to 1969. Do you know the last commercial ever? Was it Paul Mall? It was Marlboro, and it was on The Tonight Show at 10:59 at 11:59 on The Tonight oh. Show. And the advertising worked so much that. Anybody that was doing heavy advertising became the number one cigarette. So every few years, the number one cigarette would change. But on, uh, on that day, on that day, the last advertising was Marlboro, and Marlboro is still the number one cigarette, and that changed. 
from 1969. Talk about a powerful commercial. Uh, Did yep. you see that? From 1986 to 1992, um, in the cigar part of it, nobody was advertising cigars. There was no magazines of cigars. Now, cigars could advertise, but they, they just didn't. And um, then the cigarette companies got pretty unique and interesting of what they did. They changed it up, and it started becoming gift with purchases. If you remember Marlboro Miles. Oh, yeah. And Joe Camel and all the Joe Camel. You'd things save the stuff. little packs and yeah. you'd get the jacket. So that became the big platform, and then the government steps in and says, yeah, you can't do that anymore. So I say this because we have to start looking at the cigar industry. Right now, you can buy a product that has a cigar brand name on it and an ashtray that says the name of the brand on it. Eventually, that may go away. Yeah. Uh, so 1992 comes, Cigar Aficionado comes out, then Cigar Journal, Smoke Magazine. Uh, there was always tobacconist magazines, and there was a magazine called Smoke Shop. It was industry, sure, and we would read it as an, as an industry, but not to the public as an advertisement. Uh, those magazines actually changed it up for influencing a sale. And I know it worked because I was in the business in 91, and I was in the business in 92. And in 92, people would come in with a list of cigars they wanted to try, and they were the list of the stuff that got the highest ratings in there. And you could just, if they got the magazine before me, I would just know when they would come in. i go, yep. oh, my God, that must have got the big rating. And the next day, we'd get the magazine, and there it is. Um, they, they were ser- the consumer was seriously interested because it was that yeah, was a section influenced that was it. a section of the market where the consumer was looking for information and cigar aficionado provided yeah. the information they wanted and i'm going to make the argument that it doesn't work anymore that that influence does not happen anymore because we would get the next issue and people would buy it what sold this past month the new issue of cigar aficionado was out the new issues of all these things are out do you know what got the top rating? No. No. You would have known without even reading the magazine because it would have something would have changed. Sure. Just like that. Um, 1995, Cigar Dave. Uh, he starts a radio show about cigars, and uh, I'd say paved the way for all us um, in that in that type of media. Uh, still out there today. Uh, he went from radio though into podcasting. Good move, Dave. 1996. Um, Cigar Family Blog. That's where Barry started. Yeah, that was uh, the thing run by J.C. Newman, I believe. And it still exists to this day, although it's a fraction of what it once was. Yeah, because there's competitiveness. There's a whole bunch of options. Right, everybody moved to Facebook now to do it. But you had to have done it yourself, right? I did it. I did uh, BOTL. I did uh, Cigar Live. I did all these different things. Uh, Me and Ed were on Nexus. Use Cigar that. Nexus. No. Use that. Use, Use that. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alt.smokers.cigars. Cigars, right. And that, that was actually first, but it, yeah. it was just so small, there's no sense in even mentioning that. <laughs> there's a few still around. It was yeah. you and Ed. Yeah. Uh, no, Saka was there. Saka was there, yeah. Um, tw- uh, tw- tw- 2000s, um, bloggers really start at that point. Again, back to Saka, it was Cigar Nexus mm-hmm. with him. Uh, Barry, when did you start? Uh, I think it was 2001. Okay, so right after that. Uh, podcast start in 2005. Um, we start the Cigar Authority in 2010. There were people there mm-hmm. before us. They're gone now, but there were people there before us. 
We, are we the oldest one? Is this? Uh, well, that's what so. my read says at the beginning of the show. The but that oldest? doesn't mean anything. No, we, we wrote it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, YouTube in 2006. And uh, so Twitter at the same time and Clubhouse. Now, I quickly want to ask you, what the hell happened to Clubhouse? I wasn't on, but I heard there was a real fiasco. Something went, <laughs> something went terribly wrong. Somebody tried to turn it into a Chilean. There were, two, there were two callers that I let up into the room, and it just it they took declined. The no, nah, it was about 30 seconds, but it seemed like oh, really? forever. It, okay. wasn't, it wasn't all that long, but it did seem like forever because – this guy tried giving us the history of Chilean tobacco, and I'm like, this isn't germane to the conversation. Can you talk, talk about accessories, which is what we were talking about? And he said, I don't, I don't even smoke cigars. And I said, okay, well, that's enough of you. You're out. Oh, good. And All then right. this lady jumps in, and she wants to talk about she's from Kenya, and so – I was barely my interest was peaked because I have friends in Kenya. You're big in the Kenyan. Yeah, I am. So I thought maybe one of them put it up, put her up to it. Yeah. So I'm waiting for the joke. There was no joke. All right, you're out. All right, you got to take charge of that. Yeah, she barely spoke English. I would have clipped her right off. All right, Hmm. that's racist. So what is an influencer? An influencer is someone who has the power to affect the purchasing decisions of others because of his or her authority, knowledge, position, or relationship with his or her audience. Okay, so we understand what an influencer does. An influencer has uh, a niche that they're in, so somebody uh, that they niches cigars, and they have the power and effect of a purchasing decision. Because, oh, everybody's talking to this guy about his cigars. That doesn't make him an influencer. He's not influencing the purchase. Yeah, how many likes you have on Instagram does not mean that you had sales from Instagram. So there's a big difference. And one of the arguments, and this happened while I was in the Dominican Republic. They they were actually having this conversation with me of, hey, do you know so-and-so, some girl that's on... um, Probably Instagram. Instagram or whatever. Mm. And... uh, May, they may call themselves an influencer, but do they influence a purchase? And I said, that's funny because that's what we're going to talk about uh, this week. Does that happen? And I'm not going to make the argument, no, it doesn't happen. I don't no, know. No, but there's a big difference between having a lot of interactions and having an influence and over something. I, as I heard you say on another show, Dave, you can't put likes in your bank account. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so. Can you NFT them? And then it kind of, <laughs> maybe. I guess neither of them are any good. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> it's important to note that uh, individual um, individuals are not marketing tools. The tool is the influencing aspect that it has turned into it. When you bought an ad in a magazine, it turned into a rating that turned into a sale. Right. So that influence happened. We're not taking the argument of does the rating have anything to do with because they're an advertiser it's, a, it's another whole show that's another but, conversation but the question is does the rating or the the, the influencer and that the influencer can be a can be a magazine it mm-hmm. can uh or it can be a person uh so who are the influencers in the industry um can they work for the industry this is a question we had before mm-hmm. Uh, does that make it if somebody is a rep for a cigar company they represent a cigar company can they be an influencer, obviously influencing the sale of their own mm. product? Yeah, but aren't they at that point a salesperson? Yeah. But so that changes the You equation. have this thing against salespeople. 
No, like it's a bad thing. It's just I think a salesperson isn't necessarily a influencer. Okay, now here's the opposite argument of that. I believe the strongest influencer I have that works at Two Guys Smoke Shop mm-hmm. is the guy on the sales floor that at this moment is going to influence the sale of somebody coming in. Our new guy, John, said to me, uh, I hear him say it to customers all the time, look around at a Chinese food restaurant. If you look around and you see the staff is eating the food, you know that the food is good. You look around the cigar shop and you see the staff is smoking these brands. There's a reason why they're smoking them. They got look at all the choices we have. Yeah. There's a reason why these ones are standouts. Well, it could have been a smart rep gave it to the salesperson and <laughs> could be. let him put it on sure. the floor because now it's a tool that, that Yeah. Yeah. Also, two guys smoke shop is the minority. There's not many cigar shops out there where the staff is that trained. I've been in cigar shops around the country, and most people don't even want to leave the register. Well, it doesn't matter if if, if they're trained about the product. If they smoke brand X, and that's what they like and love, they are going to sell brand X, and they are going to influence the next guy that comes in to brand X. I, we've had not-so-great salespeople. I see customers all the time. They look in the ashtray at the register, and they go, what's that? Ah, Or they say are you done with that? Yeah, well, there's that guy, but I threw him out. You know what I have done? Say I was smoking a cigar and I don't like it. Take the band off. I take the band off and mm. put it in the ashtray. Because Throw the band in the trash. Now I'm thinking somebody's going to look at a almost full cigar mm. that somebody put down right. and look at it negatively. Is that possible that they look at it right. in a negative way? And when people see you smoking all those Lanceros, the demand is going to go through the Well, the demand, the listen, I've run reports this month. The demand on Lanceros is, it's tripled. We sold three single cigars, and one of them was given back to Dave. There we go. Right. <laughs> um, I, I will say I've bought no fewer than four boxes of Lanceros this month. He has. Okay. Just, okay. to, just to spike. I, yeah, they, I take his uh, his yeah. sales out of the equation. Dave, you know count. I do a lot of hate smoking. There we are. <laughs> Can a manufacturer, the, the brand owner or the cigar company owner, be an influencer? Think about this. You do the difference between having an event with the rep from Perdomo versus having Nick Perdomo stand in your store. It's about a $45,000 swing. Yeah, it's going to have major influence. The so sales. there's there's I, the answer. I've been told to uh, employees over the years that they tried to sell somebody something, and I happen to come down and say, hey, Joe, did you see the thing? Okay, I'll buy it. And then they're like, it's freaking bullshit. I tried showing this guy 10 times, and he, he felt like he needed to do that because you asked him, and I'm like, ah, I don't think – there is something to that. I mean, you are you so yourself that, are an influencer because you're the owner of the company. If you're saying that the cigar is worthy of being smoked, that has more weight than the part-timer but, standing at the register. But the guy that owns his brand, of course he says <laughs> his brand is the best, even right. if it isn't. But it, we've seen Nick Perdomo influence the sale. When Steve right. Saka's standing down there, it influences the sale. When Rocky right. Patel's there, yeah, he influences yeah, yeah, yeah. the sale. Yeah. But it's not just because they're a brand owner. It's because of who they are. There are other. Brand they are owners. who they are because they're a brand owner. Uh, there are other brand owners who come in and it doesn't move the dial that much on an event. What, that, that's true. That's fair. What if a brand owner said to you, "Hey, you should try that cigar over there," which is not his? That has a lot of weight. Yeah, big weight. Big. Because it happened to me before. Yeah, and I'm big on to that brand because of that. That I just for them to end up saying that. Oh my god! Because there's no. 
There's no bias at that point. We're correct. There's nothing mm-hmm. in it for them. They're actually, not that they're bullshit and telling everybody loves their stuff the best. I yeah, understand but, that. And don't you hate when you get that answer? I only smoke my own cigars. Well, then you're not doing the best you can. You need to know what the competition is doing out there. Listen, I just went to 10 factories. Yeah. They want to know what the other stuff is. <laughs> do, do you have that eight? I, had a, I passed... I took a cigar from one guy and gave it to the next factory because the guy asked me, good thing I have two or whatever. Right. Huh. So you were redistributing across? They all want to know what the hell's going on out there. They should. Why, why of course. Wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I want to know. I can't wait to smoke in the second hour. We're going to have Tim on, and I want to know how, how the hell he gets so many people watching him, and nobody wants to watch us. The obvious, because we look the way we do. Maybe. I mean, he is fucking handsome. Yeah, maybe it's that. Jonathan has a man crush. Um, I'm doing the interview with my hat off, so nobody can, so people can confuse the two of us. Yeah, maybe I'll get a little extra love. Doubtful. Can there be negative influences? For sure. Somebody who influences in a negative way that, okay, I hate that guy. I'm not buying his cigar. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few brands I won't smoke because we've, I don't like the. Guy we've that seen owns it. it. Well, the owner, but somebody to influence. Can somebody tell you brand X is lousy? You shouldn't smoke that. No, shit. because I'll smoke everything twice just to try it. You see me smoking some cigars, like, oh, why are you smoking that? Well, it's new. I want to know what it tastes like. I want to be able to answer somebody's question. Yeah. But, but it's, I don't but know. You, people have influenced you in a positive way. Has somebody yeah. ever influenced you in a negative way? No, then they're not liking a person. I wouldn't say somebody told me, oh, that cigar sucks, and all of a sudden I stopped liking the cigar. Okay. So, no. I've seen a customer that came in specifically. They had bought an event ticket for the nighttime event. They realized they weren't going to be able to attend. They came in for the in-store event that morning. They had the manufacturer's box of cigars in their hand, did not like what the manufacturer said to an employee. Uh, I was there. Put it back and said, I'll take my regular box of cigars. Thank you. And walked out. So that was a negative influence that happened right on the sales floor. And all of us saw it. Right. <laughs> Everybody saw that. Um, we were talking to Dan Davison. He works now for Altadas, and they are now sending out kits to the influencers. Right. The amazing thing that took me back was they have 200 kits going out. Who the hell? 200. So I'm like, I can name 20. And I'm pretty good. You're pu- and you're pushing it at yeah. times. As far as I know, only one person on this panel got one of those kits. It has to be Barry because I didn't get it. <laughs> no, it is one on your desk. Oh, really? Yes. No, okay, right. So I'm excluded? So we yes. Gotta, so oh, we, perfect. So we got to ha- find, so there's some negative influence right there? Mm-hmm. Is that negative influence it's, that you're just saying? It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. It's, that's negative influence. So they do something nice for me that automatically is bad for you well it's bad for me too so uh, so here's a little funny story so i'll he, give you his half mine you i know I, I, I don't want it you you it's too just late. like i'm not going on facebook ever again i don't want it you get one i get one our buyer ed santa maria gets one and jonathan didn't get one a few times back okay and they and it goes the next time they send it i'm just going to give mine to jonathan so he's not butthurt 
Yeah. No, no, no. This, I don't right after it. that, the next time they it. come in, one for you, one for me, they knew Ed was going to give his to Jonathan, so they said, nope, we're not sending it to him. So I'm excluded. Yes. <laughs> they don't want it to get into your hands no his, matter his what. That's going to cost pot, you. They had 200 of them. Right. You're not in the top 200. I'm not. No. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, who cares? I mean, it, does that influence, does the box... Is it a, what is it? A box of cigars or a few cigars? With, with uh, it's going to be the email of the week this week. Okay, right. so, so we'll, see. So we'll see. see it. Is it going to influence? They're trying to influence the influencer. Yes, isn't that interesting? That's what it is. They're trying to buy. A buy. Look, you're going to. There are a lot of bloggers out there that get the free stuff and they're like, you know what? They did something nice to me. They did and, do and, something you nice. know, and maybe I'm going to be a little bit nicer in my review. Or they take a picture or of the swag package and put it on Instagram, and there's re- free advertising. Yes, which or I, I am going to review did. it. Yeah, because maybe you wouldn't have bought the cigar and reviewed it. There are there are can't buy it all. There are a few bloggers out there that won't review samples given to them by the manufacturer that they want to mm-hmm. buy them. I know Coop buys the cigars, Charlie buys the cigars. I'm sure there's others out there that buy their cigars too. So we did a little interesting test. We talked about this. And during this on Clubhouse, which is a little app, and we, mm-hmm. we, on Thursday nights we get together and, we, and talk for an hour. We call it the Cigar Power Hour. And we just open up the lines, basically, which is cool, so the consumer can jump in and talk. Absolutely. So we, we ask these questions to them. That's why I thought it looked familiar when I'm looking at this thing, because we, that's what we discussed on there. And I said, you know something? I want to see if Clubhouse... Right now, at this moment, a test can influence a sale. So we ran a little promotion at that moment, and it wasn't like you got to buy $5 worth. You had to buy $100 worth to receive something. And you had 12-hour window. At that moment, it was 9 p.m. At 9 a.m., it was going to get shut off because Barry gets to work and make make sure this thing doesn't work at that point. They're going to either buy, and they probably all bought right at that moment or not. Yeah, they all came in within an hour of the clubhouse ending. Okay, Mm. so 40 people attended. I counted all the people that were on there at that moment, Mm. and 18 purchased. 18 purchased, and then there were two that made a purchase earlier that day that you went back in, so it was really half. Yeah, yeah. Imagine Mm. that. Now, again, you're taking... You're taking raging fans, I would imagine, that listen. Well, yeah, you got to be a little on the psychotic side as far as what what level you're willing to go to if you're going to jump on Clubhouse with us for an hour, because that's... I I just thought it was so interesting to get, because typically 3% is a good return. 3% is great, Great, if you can end up getting that. 50% is insane. So the cigar consumer can be influenced... Certainly, if you're in a niche, and certainly if it's your crowd to begin with, they like you, know you, trust you to begin with. Sure. Um, and the guy we're going to have on here um, is a big part of that. So it's perfect time to go to break, and uh, we'll bring him on as soon as we get back. Tim Swanson from Cigar Daily and Dom of a lot of cigars. He owns that too. Uh, he's got a lot of things going on. And we're going to bring him on and talk to him in just a minute. So stick around, everybody. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. 
For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. 
Padrón Cigars They give you the cigar smoker The confidence that each cigar is the same Perfect Padrón Cigars Handcrafted since 1964 This is George Padrón from Padrón Cigars You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network And we are back. We're smoking Dama Velada. This is the Gordo, and it's made uh, for Tim Swanson. And I would say he's an influencer out there. He has uh, lots going on, and we're going to learn a little about him. Tim, thanks for joining us. What's happening, guys? Thanks for having me on. There you go. Uh, I, I recognize, I feel like I know you. I don't know you, but I feel like I know you because. He looks I, exactly like me? No, because I've watched so, <laughs> oh, many, yeah. of, so many of his videos. Uh, and so much excitement that you have, um, and uh, I'm uh, a little jealous of of the numbers of followers that you have, and the amount of people that, and you <laughs> haven't been ar- around all that long that I know of, anyway. So, uh, when did you yeah. get started? Yeah, I got well, so started in in you know YouTube and influencing for cigars has been. It's been like six ish years now. Really? And it was the answer to a it was the answer to a question. I was working at a another cigar company and uh the first one was called the TNT Cigar Review. And uh I started working for uh it was Cigar Warehouse out here, Dave. Okay. You familiar with that place? I'm not. You familiar with Dimitri and all of the stuff? Nope. Not heard of it? Okay. It's a great story. I'll have to tell it to you sometime. But uh I got brought into this company and I got the chance to be operations manager. Uh, for a handful of retail stores and a website. And my job was, you got to, you know, you got to revitalize this website. You got to make this website work. And then I did the ordering for the shops and everything. So I started doing some research on how do you like market cigars? And I was green in the industry as you could possibly get and uh, found out that you can't, you can't market cigars very well. Nobody will take your ad money. You can have as much as you want. Nobody cares. Yeah. And so I went back to the GM and I said, Hey, Uh, we got two options. We can either advertise on pornography websites because they'll take our money Mm. or we can do the social media stuff because uh, that's, and I said, I think I got a good idea for like a YouTube channel thing. And the manager was like, no, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. And I said, let me try it. You know, let me try it. And uh, I'm trying to think, well, I'm trying to think what the numbers were. I'll share the numbers here because the company actually doesn't even exist anymore. But the year before I started there, their website did something like 15 grand in revenue for the year. Oh God. I mean, for the year, 15 grand, that's just a little over a thousand bucks a month. Then I came on in 2016, spent half a year building a new website. And in the second half of the year, that, that site did 30 grand just by some concerted effort to try to get emails and send some stuff out. And we'd started doing the YouTube and then, then at the end of that year, the YouTube channel took off. And the next year we did 700 grand. Wow. And I was like, okay, so jump. there's, so it literally it jumped, jumped and then exploded. And it was like, okay, so this is really. That was it though. Uh, that's the anomaly. Yeah. Everything else pretty much yeah. stayed the same. So that, yeah, that's absolutely. a big thing. That's a big deal yeah. that that ended up happening. First doubling right away and then going, my God. Tim, when you put yourself out there as, as you have and as we do, you kind of open yourself up for criticism, uh, but by so here and, it comes. Yeah, by, <laughs> by and large, you seem to be over the top and really enjoy the cigars that you're reviewing on your YouTube channel. Uh, but you don't yeah. really seem to talk negative about cigars. So why is it that the ones that you're talking about you seem to be very excited about? 
I love this piece of criticism because, and I've heard it before. It's not the first time I've heard, Hey, what's going on? You don't ever, you never bash it. You never slam the cigar. And, and it's, it's true. I mean, if I'm talking about a cigar, it's because I think it's, it's for somebody. And, and I think that, that there's a cigar out there for everybody and no cigars for absolutely everyone. But at the same time, we don't carry stuff here. That's not worth talking about. Absolutely. In fact, I've discontinued brands that, that aren't worth that, you know? So by the time it makes it on the channel, it should be getting some kind of good review. Why would I waste people's time with a review where I'm like, Hey, here's seven minutes about this cigar. By the way, it's terrible. Yeah. Don't even think about it. You know, we put a, a contenders pack for the cigar of the year together every year and uh, people have complained to me and say, it's always stuff that you carry. I said, well, I'm saying that they're the greatest cigars of the year. Why would I not carry it? Hey, these are really good, but we're not bringing them in the store. God forbid people might like it. And uh, so that is the same, same complaint. So the other, the other thing I like about you, Tim, is that you're not afraid to call yourself out. So a uh, recent video you did, the 70-70 myth about cigars, and you said that, you know what, I was a fan of the 70-70 thing, but now I'm starting to smoke cigars a little on the drier side, and I like them better. Yeah. So you're, yeah. you are ever-changing yourself and, and learning. All right, so we, there's three of us in the panel, plus we got a, a um, producer on the side that jumps in too. But here you are, the bulk of yours is by yourself, with the exception, I'm going to say, is you bring in the audience in with you. And this is something yeah. we started with on the Clubhouse thing, and I like awesome. it. I like to be able to bring bring the, uh, but to, to sit and do, just so everybody understands it, it ain't easy. It ain't easy with three of us that are up here by yourself. My God, um, you got to keep going. I mean, a, a sip of water, you, the, the thought process has to go. There's nobody to bounce off of or anything unless you have a guest that's there. Uh, hats off to you, man. I, oof. I've. I've had the same best friend for 30 years. And as he puts it, he says, I have the gift of gap. And, uh, and truly, I, you know, it's something I've always enjoyed. And before I was in cigars, I was in church ministry and I was either every week I'd either be preaching or I'd be leading the music in church. And I just, I don't know. I I've always really liked presenting. I like presenting information. I like performance aspects of stuff. And you guys were talking earlier about, uh, about influencers and influencing and, and you're absolutely right. In fact, can I, I tell you a really quick story? Uh, when I was when I was in middle school, this is the this is my first recollection of sort of this idea of of influencers and especially influencers wielding great power, but in a really good way. There was a uh, I was I was in middle school and I read this article about this female singer, and I think maybe it was Cheryl Crow, but it was one of these big nationally you know recognized female singers. And record deals were, were traditionally a raw deal for any musician. In fact, even today, a lot of national acts will do three national tours before they see a penny from an album they put out. So a record deal is typically not a good deal for any musician. So this female singer went out with her own money. She went to her show. She started collecting email addresses because at that time, that was all you had. It's <laughs> only email addresses. There wasn't internet was still pretty young. And then uh, once she had her audience collected, she went out and spent her own money producing an album and then went to the record companies and said, I have an audience and I have a product who wants a, a, a contract on my terms. And she got it. She got her terms. She even got to keep the rights to her own music. And I read that and I saw real power. She had the ability to really influence. And when I got into cigars, started doing YouTube, I said, you know, the the benefit of, of what we do at Cigars Daily and what you guys do for two guys is uh, is 
when you've got people who care, right? And they're there and they trust you. It, it gives you power with manufacturers and, and brokers and the people that you need to have power with to get your jobs done. And I love that. I always tell people who follow Cigars Daily, when you follow, when you like, when you subscribe, when you share, when you do that stuff, you are literally creating your own deals because at, at this point, I haven't met a cigar manufacturer that doesn't want to be in front of Cigars Daily's audience. And they're willing to go out of their way for my audience to do that. It's something I really love. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, what, what do you think the secret of your success is? Uh, you are not a podcast. You are a YouTube. You consider yourself yeah. that? That's what it is, right? Uh, I did. I mean, I did until YouTube gave everybody the big middle finger. Yeah. And we're still on YouTube. I saw the YouTube channel. Mine just hit 132,000 subscribers, I think. And uh, But we built a new website called CigarsDailyPlus.com where I host all of our content on our own servers because... Uh, it's just, a, I don't want somebody else to be able to turn off the lights on me. I want, I want to be the one to turn off the lights, right? Absolutely. That, listen, you, you saw that on people that even made apps and uh, they took the apps away from yeah. people that put that together. So uh, it's always going to be when it comes to the, to the cigar industry. We did this because the newspapers, the magazines, the radio stations and TV stations won't let us advertise. So we create that advertising aspect of it with a show and then the people that have that because tobacco uh we're gonna get rid of you there so we we just got to keep pivoting as time goes on and find the next thing uh to do it absolutely um so now you're a manufacturer that you have a cigar made and you have brands so tell us about your brand the, the company that company that was the dream for me. Like, I love what I get to do with Cigars Daily, but like, I, I've been like the cigar making side of it has always been a huge passion of mine. And before I ever worked in the world in the cigar industry, or even before I was even a clerk in a cigar shop, uh, I went on my honeymoon with my wife. They had guys rolling cigars on the side of the street. This is in Playa del Carmen, uh, just south of Cancun, right? And I gave the guy 10 bucks and I'm like, show me how to do that. <laughs> and I paid him to essentially make fun of me while I poorly put a wrapper leaf on a, on a cigar. But I'll tell you, it was the best cigar I had ever had. Like it was like, like a, like a romantic experience. Yeah, right. So yeah. when I got back, I'm I was a, a fighter too. So I was a boxer and I was talking to my boxing doctor and he was like, he told me that he rolls his own cigars and he even had a source for getting the leaf. So I was making my own cigars. I actually started a cigar rolling club with a few buddies where we'd get together once a week and roll cigars together and just practice. And I'd print off these crappy little bands and like tape them on the cigar so that it felt like I had my own cigar. That was the dream. So American Viking is a huge realization of that. And I thank you guys for featuring the Dama Velada. This is like, this stick is a passion blend for me because it is beautiful, medium bodied. Habano, uh, Habano Rosado wrapper, Nicaraguan binders and fillers, and just produces this nice depth of complexity in the flavor that I've always sort of been reaching toward. And you did, there's no there's no suffering through the strength portion of it. I'd put it at a solid five as yeah. far as the strength <clears throat> goes, but lots of flavor, lots going on. Very yeah. approachable. Yeah, yeah, it, it's and it's, and it's got it's it's got Michael Jackson on the band. If you look at it. Somebody pointed this out to me at a cigar event. They're like, this this gal with a veil over her face, her face is turned down. And they're like, no, that looks like Michael Jackson. So I have only two words to say to that. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, what is Dama Velada? So Dama Velada, the idea is, there's actually a sculpture called Dama Velada, although it's spelled differently because I thought that having all A's 
as the only vowel appearing in this name would be better. Uh, the Dama Vallada is this marble statue. It's a marble carving of the Mother Mary. And her face is turned down and she's got a veil over her face. But the carving is incredible because even though there's a, it's all 100% made of stone, you can see the features of Mary's face through this through this veil. And it's just incredibly intricate detail carved into this and into this really bold, very strong, uh, very strong piece of stone. And that's really what Dama Velada was about. We wanted, we were going for complexity with the flavor, but we also wanted real presence with the cigar. And so the blend really came out nicely for, for not full strength, but really nice presence with a complex flavor. Okay. And then, and then there's American Viking. Yeah. Now, yeah, American Viking is the, is the brand that was a big, like, when we put the whole brand together, all the cigars we had previous, other than the Dama Velada, we previously had released all the cigars through Cigars Daily as exclusives, right? Yeah. And, uh, and in fact, most of our bands, I mean, not most, but a few of our bands were crowdsourced. Like I, I literally let people vote on what the band should look uh, like. And that was a lot of fun too. Yeah. Uh, we did that for the Box Press Rebellion and the League of Zebra. And then uh, when we put, you know, those those cigars were selling at Cigars Daily six to one over anything else we had in the humidor. And so we said, you know, maybe there's an opportunity here for us to give back to the industry and let other shops carry the stuff and partner with other shops and, and, and support brick and mortar, which to us yeah. is a huge, the backbone of the cigar industry. And yeah, for sure. So we, we accomplished a lot of goals by doing American Tim, Viking. what advice would you give somebody that is thinking about getting into the cigar industry? Oof. besides don't do that's it. That's a loaded question because <laughs> besides don't do it, it, but it depends. There's so many different places to get into the cigar industry. I guess my advice would be don't be a rep because reps <laughs> travel all the time. And it's like, everybody looks at the reps. Like they got this amazing gig because they meet them at a cigar shop and <laughs> you know, the rep puts a cigar in your hand and you're like, your life must be awesome. You smoke cigars for a living. Well, you drive around for a living and you're a traveling salesman, really what it is. Yeah. And all the reps I know are, I know a lot of fantastic reps who are great people, but all of them are like, yeah, if I could do the cigar thing without traveling, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I didn't do in the cigar industry is become a rep. And I thought about mm-hmm. it, but I just know too many of them, and it's a very, very hard. Oh, it's uh, a grind. And and a, and a nobody pats them on the back. Uh, they, right. they could build a brand up, and if they actually build it up too much, they lose their job because then they put come. Uh, regular company people yeah. in at that point they price themselves yeah. out of a job it's crazy uh it's a crazy industry it's also worse depending on what area of the country you live in with the heavily populated east it's not as bad but You're tim right. being arizona that guy has arizona new mexico colorado and it's hours between yeah, yeah. cigar shops yeah a lot, lot of uh, window time for sure um so i heard another podcast and uh they were beating you up a little bit uh, because you put a show out, maybe it was last week, the week before, where uh, it, it, to them it, it appeared to be clickbait because it was the ruination, I believe, if I have the words right, of the top 25 list. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, listen, I, this, this yeah. one is, is passionate to me because I, I, I know there's a lot of people talk about it, and, you know, for Cigar Aficionado, it's probably the, the biggest publication, and it's the most talked about thing that happens to Cigar Aficionado, but everybody does it, and I'd like to ask you, take the biggest publication of all, Cigar Aficionado, and you may know what number one is, and I was with, with those folks yesterday, um, 
But what's number two? Never mind number 25, number 17. Right, right. And the year before. So this top 25 thing is you have one winner and 24 losers. It's a way to just delay the gratification of knowing what number one is. Let's just Mm -hmm. slow play the the 25 and let people know all all these didn't make number one. These are all the losers. Yes. And then you got the winner. First loser, second loser. But that's my feeling. So what is your feeling of it? Do you hold any merit to that? Absolutely. Yeah, I think top 25 lists are great. Really? And here's why I knock them. Here's why I knock them so readily. Because of the hype. A lot of people will get into cigars and then they hear about the top 25 list. They're like, okay, the top 25 list is the gold standard. And it's not, I mean, the t- and, and there are so many different lists out there. And the way these lists get compiled is so drastically different from list to list. And I, you know, I sort of outlined this in the video, but like cigar aficionados list is a panel driven list. They smoke the cigars blind. There's a few people on the panel. They, they give their ratings and it's they, like a boxing they, match. They do not, the, they you know, do not smoke it by blind. Decision. I don't believe that they smoked the cigar blind when it comes to their top 25. At that point, the cigar had to have reached a 91, a 92 mm-hmm. rating, and then they get those cigars, and then the, the entire panel now does it. Um, blind is an awesome way. You, you want to do honesty. Yeah. You do it blind yeah. in numbers the way uh, Cigar Journal does it. Uh, all four sure. of us are, are on the panel of Cigar Journal, and I'm telling you, we – when we end up seeing the answers of what it is and we start talking with each other to see it's an accurate indication of 25 people, which, which sure. listen, I'm a retailer too. We have thousands of customers. What what I like is not what he likes and not what he likes is not what he likes. So when you're picking something to say this is number 17 and number 16 is even right. better than 17, according to you, you know, yeah. that's it. I think it's fun. I I, I get it that it's fun to look at. Believe me, I look at every single one of them, but I I don't hold it any accuracy to it. I, I, there's just, there's so many different ways to come up with them other than the panel that you, that we're talking about. There's also individuals who put together their own list based on what they feel. Some people put together a list based on what all their followers feel. I like that. I like crowdsourcing a list, but you know, you guys mentioned earlier Altidus sending out uh, sample packs to 200, you know, cigar influencers yeah. out there. And 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 uh, Patrick Legreed was on Cigars Daily Live uh, a couple weeks ago, and he mentioned this. He said that there are brands out there who are trying to pepper all the top 25 lists as much as they can because, in part, that will get them on the consensus list. Right. And that's actually probably personally my favorite list. You know, Half Wheel takes all the top 25 lists out there. And some people criticize them for including too many of these top 25 list givers, but they put they take them all out there and they say, what are the 25 cigars that appeared the most across all the lists? And so it's sort of the list of lists and that I like a lot. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's fun and it's interesting, but I don't think that that whatever comes out on the top or something is going to influence even not only my purchasing as a consumer, but my purchasing to a shop owner that I am now going to buy that brand because there's been a handful of times that we've carried the, the top list and it, it is good for about a box of cigars worth of singles. It, it's very rare, yeah. very rare yeah. that it sells an entire box of cigars blind. The guy never smoked it. You know, some we end up saying to our, 
you know, talking with each other over seeing something like that and saying, hey, did you see so-and-so ended up putting the top cigar? You ended up not getting it at the trade show. We should give that a try. And, and the statement we say is, we'll mix our own Kool-Aid. In other words, we, we said that that cigar didn't deserve to come into the shop, first off that we're not going to take it right. into the shop. It wasn't good enough to get there. Now, because somebody else says it, maybe I'll try that cigar again, and the rep comes in and say, let me try that cigar one more time, just in case I got a bad one or something ended up happening, you know, and give it a shot. But short of that, to say that this became number one, and now I'm going to end up, because somebody else said it, I'm leaning more towards I can't be influenced by by someone else. No, and honestly, in the in the on the sales floor, I hear more about Tim and cigars daily, and and what he's smoking than I hear about cigar aficionados number one, and that's that's just the honest truth. Well, it's it's become the top twenty five list. I think has become either you don't trust it, right, or you use it as a way to like get exposure to new brands. I mean, when I, I put a thing up in the in my Facebook group, the Cigars Daily Nation Facebook group. And I said, when you hear the word top 25 cigar list, what comes to mind? And like a lot of people were like, ah, people just pay for the ad, you know, advertising money gets you on the list. I don't trust it at all. I don't like them. And some people were like, I use this as a way to get exposed to new brands. And even now, I, you know, I think I really see top 25 lists having an influence. You know, we just brought in aging room at Cigars Daily. And, uh, and I've, I've been excited to work with the brand and start doing some content with them. And I got the Quattro Nicaragua, which was number one a couple of years right. back uh, on Cigar Aficionados. And that is easily the best-selling aging room. In fact, I'm almost out of those and don't know when I'll be able to get them again. And that's, again, part of the problem with these top 25 lists. They drive, they drive a demand uh, that puts it can put the cigar off the shelves everywhere. But well, but but two years ago it becomes the number one. But cigars daily doesn't take it on as it becomes number one. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I waited a long time to bring it in yeah. until we got into the new shop and put in a bunch of new shelving. Yeah, um, you know, and I'll say still full of Fleur Dominicana, the um, Andalusian Bull. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, the Andalusian yeah. Bull we couldn't keep it in stock before, before it made number one. Right, and then it becomes number one. I can't keep it in stock. So that that. That's a, a non-starter. Yeah, I can, listen, I, yeah. I, I could take either side of this argument and, and make a good statement for it. But bottom line, your thing, your thought is um, good on the, on the top 25 as far as influencing sales. I think, it ha- yeah, I think it has a place and I think it has a role. I don't think it's the be all end all. And when you, when you guys talk about influence, I think these days people are more likely to to trust a face than a list. I mean, you guys are the authority on this stuff, right? You're the cigar authority. That's and what we call look ourselves. <laughs> I looked, I looked to you guys when I first got into cigars into YouTube to see how the hell is this shit done? Like that was, a, that's you why you shaved your head. A, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. I was like, it's a better look. Well, you know, another person I, I see as a strong influence is a guy sitting in the cigar lounge. And I could have went and, and as a salesperson, mentioned the cigar to them and say, you know, I know your taste profile and stuff. You should give this one a try or something. He goes, ah, not today. He goes, sits in the lounge, and there's a guy there. And the guy says, oh, my God, I just smoked the such and such. It was really good. And the guy gets up, and he ends up buying that cigar. So he is a stronger influence because maybe they look at us as, okay, there's something in it for us, right? If we end up selling right. that product. 
When, yeah. when the truth Absolutely. of the matter is, I don't care what you buy as long as you buy something. I'm only trying to direct you into something that you think you, that the person's going to like. They're going to love. Hell yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, you know, we were, you guys were talking very early in the show about influencers and salespeople. And I'm, I'm personally of the philosophy, everybody's, just, everybody's selling something. And so I think influencers are salespeople just as much as anybody. And when you, it does come down to motivation. It's exactly what you're saying. Like if somebody's motivated because they're going to get paid when that cigar gets sold, some people are going to see that as a sign of distrust. Other people don't have an issue with it. Other people think it's great. You know, I, I think a lot of people are excited for Cigars Daily that we're doing so well. But at the same time, they'll trust what we say, especially if, if you know, their palate is similar to mine. And I, I assume you guys get some of that too. Like sure, 100%. Like, hey, Dave, I, my palate's like yours. Yeah, I think I, the understanding for me anyways on the sales floor is that we're all looking for our next favorite cigar. And in yeah. looking at somebody smoking what they're smoking, I'm looking and saying, okay, well, I know that flavor profile. I know that taste. And I, I like this one better than that one. I think you should try it. Not because I'm, I'm looking to double my sale. It's because I think you actually might like this one better. And, and that's the understanding or uh, maybe right. the unspoken agreement between yeah. – Salespeople as, as and the I hope the waitress would say to me, you know, I go into a certain restaurant. Well, they tell time. you you order too much food. They, they, they do, do tell they you do. that. They do. Have but you that, had the veal? Try the veal. Yes, try the veal because now, it's really good today or something, and I, and I like that. Now, Dave, you seem to wield the most influence when you tell people, don't buy this. It's too strong. Which is a reverse don't psychology. Buy a reverse psychology is, is a, another whole thing. I don't know if you have any luck with that, but uh, it, it's just amazing to me, the psychology of reverse psychology. Like the best was when you smoked a cigar that made you puke and yeah. everybody couldn't wait to get one. And, and I got 10 out of 10 people to buy it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. All right. So, Tim Daly, what does the future hold for you in the industry? Uh can I continue working to make the best damn cigar content online that I can? And uh, right now, it's it's stay the course. You know, we uh, at Cigars Daily we've moved into our third headquarters in March of this year, and so now we're finally getting settled in. And how do we tighten the ship and make sure that American Viking is healthy? Make sure Cigars Daily is healthy. And I I'm not putting out any new feelers for any new side of the thing. I'm really 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 feel like we're fortunate where we're at and want to continue to stay strong in that all right you remind me of a young me and here you go you got three stores you got the media thing going you got the online thing going and you got your cigar brands going it's exactly what i did uh and i love it and i'm, I'm watching you and paying attention to you and learning from you and um, uh if you got any any tips to help us out uh, I'll take whatever I can get and I'd certainly pass on anything I, I can to you, but you, you're hitting a home run. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you guys so much for what you guys have done for the industry and, uh, and the way that you're in, not just influencing people who smoke cigars, but other influencers like me. Thank yeah, you guys. Yeah. It, it, influencing is good for the industry. That, that's what I believe. Yeah. And every aspect that it that happens, whether it's YouTube podcasting, uh, the, the magazine. If it wasn't for cigar aficionado, I don't know where I where I would be. You know, so I, you uh -huh. know, I, I beat them up a little bit, but they they changed the industry for sure. And and I think this stuff <laughs> is changing the industry. So Tim, thank you for joining us. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, there's a cigar magazine that lists 
top influencers in the cigar industry. I know some of them, but some of them I don't even know who they are. Let's see who they are and how Cigar Snob determines who the top people are. We're live at the Toscano, at the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. 
The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Rafael Nodal from Agent Room Cigars and Tabacalera USA. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back and we're talking influences in the cigar industry. Tim certainly is one that's out there. Um, who are the influencers? Who, who are the other ones out there? We're going to get to that. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, all right, I'm just back from the Dominican Republic. I left there four, four, five hours ago now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Five hours ago. Um, yesterday, I got these samples. They roll, rolled them overnight the night before, let them sit for the day, and now we have it here. Um, this is a old brand that... Um, was the cigar agency's cigar brand, if you remember the cigar agency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we bought them out when they uh, closed up. We bought their brands, and we have the right to use it. This is called La Mezla Cubana. La Mezla Cubana. Uh, the size of the cigar is four and a half inches by 54, and the line's going to come out, and there's only going to be one size that's going to come out at, at, at least for the first year of it. But this is something that's been in the works for many, many years to, uh, to get this. Now, part of the thing going to the Dominican Republic is um, what are they doing with tobacco? How was the crop? The crop this year was actually not very good. Uh, we'll worry about that a year or two from now. Um, but what are they doing? What are they growing? What are they testing? What are the new products that are out there? There's a Dominican Corojo. I sampled so many different tobaccos mm. with, with the bales and all that uh, with certain people that bought the entire production of whatever it is, all these test crops, um, and trying to figure out what's the right mix here or sure. what can we do with any of the stuff. Um, there's Dominican Habano. There's Dominican Criollo. There's Dominican Broadleaf. Um, there's a Cuban seed organic Dominican cigar. Dominican tobacco, and there uh, I actually sampled some um, Corojo from Africa hmm. that isn't even from the Mirafeld from a different grower. That's you mean over there. Cameroon? Cameroon, or? Cameroon. Okay, Cameroon. 
Um, so just, just trying all these different things, and they, this, this was all prepared for me and ready to go when I get down there and let's start tasting all these tobaccos. Um, very, very interesting uh, day of that. One of the full days was just going through this tobacco and then saying, with the real people that are blenders, this goes with this, this goes with that. Um, okay, now we have this tobacco, which we, we're going to call it a 50% non-disclosed tobacco that's used there. Now let's try it with this, try it with that, and then finally tried it with this just yesterday. And I said, okay, that's it. So now, I, I'm complete. I finished it. What time did they roll this? Is it have 24 hours of age or not quite? Probably 36 hours based on what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. I'd say 36, 36 hours. All right, it should be so ready. So we're not, yeah, we're not quite in the sick period yet. Yeah. There shouldn't be any so, ammonia yet. And, and I mm. want you to, I want to say that it, you know, you you guys know already, but when, mm. you, when you're tasting something and the thing was just, you know, there's no 60 days resting period mm. that happened to it. You have to get past that. If you end up yeah, yeah. saying. Yeah, but, there's and, certain things you look at that you're able to read about how it's going to age. Yeah. A typical consumer, you don't ever want to do this to because they're going to have a negative feeling of it. You know, I'm, I'm tempted to say, here, try this, but you're going to think negatively of it because you you can't get past these the, things that aren't going to be there. The, right. right the yeah. Youth. Yeah. Okay. So let's, youth, uh, let's give it a youth. cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo... Cut out the federal S-chip tax nice. and actually lower them. Got up to four <laughs> that time. Pernomo uh, Cigars be a record. for quality, tradition, and excellence. There's excellence. competition going on. Uh, so I'm going to pull a little bit of a Jonathan on this cold draw. I know Ed Sullivan said it's Smarties, but Swiss Miss hot chocolate with the marshmallows. You add the hot water or the hot milk or the mix of two, however you prefer to drink it. The marshmallows forms a little bit of a, a cream on the top as they begin to melt. If you scoop those out, that's what the cold drawers. No, it's it's Smarties candies. Gives himself the ring. <laughs> you have never smoked this combination of tobacco. Period. You just never have. Nobody has. Um, like it or don't like it. Barry Warren Brooks wants to know if you're just watching cat videos on your laptop. Well, cat. Yes. Well, cat could be a way to describe <laughs> what I'm watching on my. Uh, we're going to light our cigar Just change today. it into a uh, five-letter word. With the Duke by Lotus featuring single action, three jets that are in line, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. And on the back, you've got a full-size flip-out guillotine cutter, all for the low price of $59.99. That is the Duke by Lotus. All right. So, so we just did the cut on our cigar, Dave, and... Uh, I made a new video, a new manly video. I it's, couldn't watch it. I saw it pop up there, but I it's on my load. YouTube channel. Just uh, search Mr. Jonathan on YouTube. It's the very first video in my feed. Uh, it's it's the be a new, new thing for you? manly way to cut a cigar when you don't have a cutter. You're going to try to become an influencer yourself, not the cigar authority, but this will, personal interest. This has very little. This has very little to do with selling anything, and it's just something that's entertaining that I like doing and. Maybe people like watching it. Yeah, there's nothing manly about the Remember way you the man cut that cigar. Manly way to um, to 
drive a uh, monster truck. Monster truck. That was the best one because I handed you my phone and I didn't have to say anything to you. You just stood there and started filming. You knew exactly what to do, where to go, and we did that in one take. Yeah. It was crazy. Without even saying we were doing it. Nothing. Just, we didn't even talk. I think that started the whole thing. It's a manly way to drive a monster truck, and he, <laughs> he got into a monster truck and drove the damn thing. I think the first one was the manly way to go down a slip and slide. Oh, no, yeah. the first one was coffee. Manly way to make coffee, because I made that stupid pun, mortar and pistol. Are these things out there? No, oh, they're out there. Does yeah. anybody really care? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <does>. Wow. <laughs> Put it back in your pants there, <laughs> Dickie McDicksaurus. <laughs> All right, so we have Ecuador and Connecticut wrapper. This particular wrapper can only handle up to a five-inch cigar. The cigar is four and a half inches. It's the only size that's going to come out is four and a half. And we figured we could, and to get the tobacco inside here, we went to a 54 ring gauge to be able to pull this off. Jonathan, Tom, <laughs> Tom Criswell wants to know if you took an ambulance to the hospital after you cut your finger. Uh, well, the cut happened before I made that video. This was the inspiration for the video. Yeah, but Ted, no. Hughes, Ted Hughes had the best one because the next video that you do should be how to cur- cut the correct size hole in a watermelon. <laughs> it's a cantaloupe, first of all. <laughs> the everyone correct knows size that. hole? Don't yeah. ask, David. Yeah. Don't ask. You don't want to know the answer. <laughs> you don't want to know where he's going with it. It's I nothing, went away and nothing changed. It's nothing wholesome. Uh, Tim, is, Tim was a preacher, mm. or is a preacher, and he's preaching he's a man of the, the cloth, the word of cigars. Yeah, Amen, brother. Turn it into a religion. A preacher of the leaf. That's his excitement. Of it comes from the heart. He's so, and, he, and it comes out like that. He he is so off the charts energy I when wa- he's doing his I videos. I watched one. He interviewed um, Oliver Nouveau from United Cigar. Yeah, and they smoked cigars not with their mouth. Through their nose, Whew. and they stuck two cigars in their nose each, and they did an interview while they smoked the cigar, and they would inhale it, <laughs> blow it out their mouth, and they did the interview. I was laughing so fucking hard. It's really something to see. Crazy. It's awesome. And this cigar is too big for you to pull that off yourself. I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> So how can you look at Barry with his cavernous nostrils over there? He'd be able to fit this up there. So how do you no. rate the top influences in the cigar industry? Could it be followers? Could it be, uh, you know, again, followers doesn't necessarily turn into sales and, and influences somebody who was influencing a sale to end up happening. You'd have to get they they would each have to come out with their own cigar and then evaluate the books afterwards to see if they really had the juice well as as it would turn out cigar snob magazine has if you look through cigar mag, uh, C- cigar, cigar snob. snob magazine and you can get past the pot you read because it's it's full of beautiful pictures yeah. but if you get past that there's actually some information that's in there and one of them is the scoreboard. And there's a Twitter scoreboard, Instagram scoreboard, and they are um, actually ranking the top influences here. And uh, here's how they do it. So um, one question is, is the Cigar Authority an influencer? Because we didn't make the list. Right, because I don't think they have like a top podcast category. They have radio 
They have radio. We're not in radio, although we had a radio show, but we're not radio. Of course, they, they're still print media, so maybe they don't know about podcasts. And I believe it's possible. And I believe all three that are in radio aren't in radio. <clears throat> ah, are they podcasts? They're podcasts. <laughs> so, strike one. Uh, but let's get to. And um, I would say that. Sheer number of followers does not dictate whether you're an influencer. But. Right? Because if you have a million followers and nobody listens to what you say in terms of influencing their purchase. You are correct in your assessment. However, if you're just at first blush trying to look, if let's say you're, you have an ad budget and you're looking for the possibility of seeing if you can move the needle. You're going to look at followers and interactions first, which I think interactions is probably more important than followers. Well, what's more important, Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Instagram is definitely bigger than Twitter when it comes to cigars. Cigars. And how about Facebook? Bigger than both of them put together. Yeah, but you can't really use Facebook because unless you're a manufacturer, you're capped at 5,000 followers. Okay. All right. So let's look at Instagram first off. And cigar companies, they would say number one on Instagram is Padron. Followed by, I'll go one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Followed by Drew Estate, followed by Davidoff. Probably not the correct order of sales. Certainly top guys that are there. Rocky Patel uh, comes in fourth. You're talking top, uh, some top companies there. But, um, but if you look through their followers, are there eggs? Is it? Are they real numbers? Did they buy them? And Cigar Snob, as much as I like the guys, I was friends with them from Miami when I was in Miami. What's the lowest number of cigar companies on Instagram? Without giving the name of the company, what's the lowest amount? 44,000. Okay. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. But at the top, we're looking at Padron as 151,000. Is there 151,000... Cigar smokers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. That are on Instagram. Sure. So it's legit. Yeah. It could be. It could be. Um, when it comes to Twitter and the top companies, you still have the same three top companies, believe it or mm-hmm. not, but different order. Rocky Patel's first, Drew Estate second, and Padron third. Same, same three guys. Uh, actually, Davidoff is not in there. Yes, they are. They're, way, they're further down. They're still way up there. I don't think anybody really uses Twitter anymore. Well, that's not true. <laughs> Nobody uses Twitter. That's I mean, all of our stuff automatically gets posted to Twitter, but it, it, Twitter doesn't We're have... We're on Clubhouse and MeWe, so we can't fucking talk shit. No, but We're, Twitter... Nobody he makes a good argument, yeah. Barrett. <laughs> so, so Twitter used to have the interaction, and then it just grew so big, and the way that platform's set up, it's it's near impossible to have the interaction anymore because there's just too much volume of messages going by. And that's why Instagram has become more popular in my mind because it's easier to interact with people. It's certainly a better influencer for the attractive women, <clears throat> right? Yes. That's where that's going to work. Yes. It's, yeah, it's I mean, them influencing. It, it's image-centric, right, on Instagram. So you get more of the pictures of the mm-hmm. cigars. And yeah. The cleavage. The cleavage. I wouldn't know I'm not on there, but you got thrown off. Yeah, ah. yeah. Lifetime ban of on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. I did too, but I had a second. I 
checking account. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No? No. You're off. I'm off. <laughs> All right. Solid. It's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) (laughs) And Kellogg's has been sued for $5 million by Elizabeth Russett over misleading marketing for frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts. Oh. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. According to the lawsuit, strawberry Pop-Tarts contain other fruits such as apples and pears, which actually make up more of the filling than the actual strawberry. A lawsuit goes on to state, many consumers seek snacks which are a healthy indulgence, which is a treat with all the flavor and taste decided without the guilt of eating something bad for you. Before going on to state, apples and pears have less health benefits than strawberries. Perhaps Miss Russell should have realized in the first place that Pop-Tarts aren't a healthy indulgence. No! But the question is, has she ever tried butter on a Pop-Tart? And that's have you ever a- put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. Strawberries aren't even berries. And that's not only insane, it's asylum, but... Healthy indulgence and pop tart? No, Jonathan, the whiskey miser. Five million dollars? Yes. You think they throw her a hundred grand and say, "Okay, get the hell away from me"? No, they should sue her for stupidity. Whiskey miser wants to know, Mister J, if uh, cigars are big on grinder. We're going to light our cigar today with the vertigo. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Duck sauce is applesauce. Yeah. Sweet sauce in a Chinese restaurant, it's applesauce. Mm You don't. You. It's artificial ingredients it's, added. Blah blah blah. Yeah. They put flavoring of strawberry. Then it's strawberry. It's right? fine. Well, I think they make it pink, so therefore it's strawberry. I had some damn good food in the Dominican Republic. No pizza. I had pizza. And it was good. Huh. And you're kind of picky about pizza. It was amazing. He's a picky eater all around. Yeah, all around. All right. Uh, top online cigar influencers on Instagram. Delicia Cigar Vixen. Yep. Number one. Mm. Number one. She's been around for a long time. Yep. She knows all the players. She knows her shit. Good. Yep. Right? Makes sense. Uh, does she influence the sale? Yes. Okay. Cigar Lover 12. No idea who that is. I do because I interviewed her on... Some Zoom call that you were on. The uh, Altadis... Um, 24-hour... 24-hour marathon. Mm-hmm. They gave everybody somebody to interview, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and I look, and she's beautiful, and I'm like, oh, my God, maybe she's going to know nothing about cigars. I interviewed She knows everything about cigars. She worked in the cigar industry, uh, and she knows her shit big time. Cigar Lover 12, she's in second place. Eric, the one and only... No idea. Scotch in time. Not, no idea. I don't know who he is either. Yeah, no idea. So he's he's a, he's the number one male. For all the people that are saying this is Coin Story revisited, mm-hmm. is uh, he hasn't spelled anything yet, so we're good. Nikki, she's cigar passionata. Uh, no idea. No. I'm out. Um, c- cigar smoke laugh live the world of cigars. No idea. 
Liz, Cigar Lifestyle, Remarkable Liz. I've seen her before. I've seen her, yes. Yep. Uh, Melaine Cisco, Cisco Kid. Yep, Melanie Cisco. Y- yep, yep, she's there. I know her. She also has an OnlyFans page. Hmm. You really? Know. <laughs> yes. You would know. <laughs> Ellen Lilly. Dave doesn't know what OnlyFans is. No. That's the best part about that. Ellen Lilly is in <laughs> Hawaii. No, no idea. No idea. Girls with cigars. No. So now that's not an influencer. That's a guy pitching yeah. a whole bunch of things. Yeah. So 27,000 people. It doesn't yeah. matter how many followers they have. Yeah, well, that, that person's but, not, not influence. It's just people going there to look at naked girls or half-naked girls smoking cigars. I work in the store five or six days a week. Not one of those people has ever generated a sale to my knowledge. However, Tim from Cigars Daily, I've heard, I hear mentioned once per week, a cigar he is smoking, he is influencing. Yes. When we smoke a cigar on the show, we we see an uptick in the store, people that we have a live audience. You you think other people get an uptick too? Yeah, you have to. to, Somebody in the store. Of course. Yes. Of course. Aladino. Aladino Corojo Reserve wouldn't exist if we didn't smoke oh, it on the please. show. Please get out of here! Stop patting yourself uh, on the you back. You have to realize I might have, I might have bought five. And we've we've, yeah. we've had this argument numerous times. Two guys smoke shop is a very different animal. Like you've never had Delicia influence a sale here, but we've had sales influenced online. Hey, why are we selling all this? Looking to see who reviewed it or who took okay. a picture of it, and boom, it was on Delicia's page, and. We could tie it in because here's a cigar that we haven't sold in a while. Yeah, is she saying, while wow, this cigar is good, it uses this wrap? By the yeah, she, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something there, not just here's a picture. Some of it's the, the picture of her, and, and some of it is the video review she does. Listen, the automobiles mm. used to put the pretty models mm-hmm. in front of that was the ad in the, in the thing, and they, they would sell it's the Still ad. in trade shows, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, when it goes to Twitter on here, you have a whole different uh, amount of people. Now, Twitter doesn't use the picture, right? So this is the mm-hmm. interesting thing of it. Yeah, you can put a picture on Twitter, but it's right. mostly text. Um, David Voth, Sex, Cigars, and Booze. Hmm. So the unfortunate thing there is it's just not cigars because you get mm-hmm. sex and booze too. Right. So, but he I'm went, not against either of those things, no? by the way. 140,000. Hundred forty thousand, mostly about the sex. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So the first cigar one is Cigar News. It at um, seventeen thousand. So it goes from one hundred forty thousand mm. down to seventeen thousand right away. Blind man's puff. Yep. So this is legit, right? Cigar events. Yeah, we've heard of them. Cigar yep. Federation. Yeah. Yep. Robusto cigar babe. They don't know. Don't know that either. Cigar hustler. Yeah, yep, yeah. it's a retailer in Florida. Okay. Cigar Dojo, we know that. Yep. yep. Cigar Vixen, there she is. Yep. I didn't think she was there. And Stogie Boys. Mm-hmm. You know a lot of those. Yes. So that's so as as much as you say yes, Instagram. Now I was on that list at one point. Not on Twitter. That's Twitter. Mm-hmm. So if I go to top where the hell were you? I saw you somewhere. Um, oh, I know. Centerfold, maybe? Mm-hmm. He was part of, top 
Cigar retailers and reps. That's who you are. Oh, they put me, I used to be under the other one, so they moved me into a different category. So he's, he's not a retailer, retailer yeah. and he is not a rep, but he is Barry Stein. Mm-hmm. But he is Barry Two Guys Smoke Shop. Yeah, Barry Two Guys. It's Two Guys, it should just be. Barry's Two Guys Smoke Shop mm-hmm. at Barry Two Guys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so the number is 6,194. What does that mean? There's 6,194 Twitter. people that follow me on Twitter. On Twitter. Who's number one? No idea. Famous smoke shop. Number two is Slippery Rock. Mulberry Cigars. Cigar Hustler. Cigar Row. Jeff Borshowitz, Corona Cigar. Yeah, Michael Herklotz, right above you. Yeah. You, you guys are 70, 70 points away. You got to work yeah, a little Yeah, I'm going to get ahead of him okay. for the next issue. Uh, well, whenever I'm sure the next issue is already done, so like the next three issues. Lindsay, you you know her. Yeah, Lindsay Heller. I don't even know if she's still in the cigar industry. Yeah, cigar chick. Yeah, and cheap humidors. So, um, the organizations, the radio shows are not radio shows; mm-hmm. they're podcasts. And if if you do that, yeah, I'd like to see. I, I don't, don't want to beat anybody. Yeah, I'd like to see that list of the the three radio guys because. I had a fight with them to get me on the list where my numbers were based on other people to get. I'm like, why am I in oversight? Oh, it was a mistake and our part will put you in. But I'm curious to see who they have for radio shows. Cigar Dave is number one. Uh, KMA Talk Radio is number two. Mm. And Cigars and Scotch is number three. Yeah. And what numbers are they using? Twitter, Facebook? That's Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Both of them, the same three appear in the mm. same exact order. Um, but... On Instagram, Cigars and Scotch is 825. It's very, very small. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on um, Twitter. You got Cigar Dave at 10,000. Mm. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. You know what we need to do, Dave? We need to find out about the poll question of the week. All right. Let's find out yeah, what which, the poll question of the week which is. You're going to hate, so... Um, the, yeah, the question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. And in Nashua, we're very big sports fans, and I work in a Nashua location with mail order. And it's the point of the season where every sport is currently in session. Except for Red Sox. They're not. Well, now they're, now they're not. <laughs> but baseball's still going. So we, yes. we asked, though, with all sports in session, which are your favorite and uh, surprisingly, America's pastime came in third. Football's number one. Football's number one. Hockey actually outvoted baseball by 2%. Then you had baseball. Then you had basketball. Then you had soccer. Then you had NASCAR. And then there were 11% of people like Jonathan and Dave that just aren't into sports. Hmm. Professional wrestling? Uh, to me, that's acting. I like yeah. to watch that on the YouTubes. I like to watch the old ones. The but we have, a, we have another question on the CigarAuthority.com. It, it's, it's relative to the time of year we're in. So if you go over to the CigarAuthority.com, there's a new question of the week. Let us know what you think. Problem with baseball is a little too slow. They've got to change some, some rules. And yeah, when I was younger, a game would be like two and a half, 250. Now they're yeah. like four and a half, five yeah, hours. It's yeah. too slow. It's too slow. And, and listen, it's selling advertising and influencing the sale. Sure. That's what they're doing, right? So just to stay back on subject. Um, that is the poll question of the week. Up and coming shows that are coming. What do we have here? We have uh, Mickey Pegg joining us next week. Um, what does it cost to get in the cigar industry? 
So he is, he's tried all kinds of things in the cigar industry, but he started his own brand. People ask all the time, the freaking guy that puts the Christmas tree lights up is asking. Yeah, he cost wants to, to know. Do it. So there's a lot of people asking, so we're going to... Ask numbers. We want to know uh, some numbers. If you, if, you know, we don't have to break into into your bank account to say what you paid. But it, you know, give me some uh, rough ideas, uh, Mickey. If you can uh, bring it in, what does it cost to get into the cigar industry? November sixth is the launch of the Black Friday. Uh, I saw a press release while I was down there of the size. The Black Friday size came uh, out. Uh, I didn't get a press release on it, but no. it's uh, what is it? Five and uh, four and three quarters by fifty-two or fifty-four. Yeah, yeah. It's like a ten dollars cigar, though. Yeah, well, it's, it's got broadleaf broad on leaf, it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. gonna jack the price up. All right, we're gonna have um, um, Renier, uh Lorenzo on the show, and uh, we're gonna bring another um, influencer on the show. Yeah, quotes. Influences, I guess. Yeah, if we bring that up, I'm going to argue that she's more an influencer than him. There we go. Very interesting. Yeah. Matt Tobacco is going to be on. And uh, um, what does he call? Smoking tobacco. Smoking tobacco. But um, what does he call her? Uh, smoking, smoking the coal. Oh, smoking the coal. Okay. Um, so we'll have them on and continue a little bit. of. I know he's listening, so mm-hmm. maybe he'll have something to inject mm-hmm. his thoughts uh, on here. I just knew... I wasn't going to have time to end up bringing him on uh, based on I wasn't going to be here. I uh, could have started. November 13th, uh, starting from the bottom again, brand new to the cigar industry, and everybody knows him. Michael Herklotz is coming Mm -hmm. on uh, live on the show. We'll have him on there, and it's that time of year. We're going to announce the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. It's not our top 25, but it's the ones we think are the best, and one of them will become... The Cigar of the Year, and all the rest will be in second place uh, because uh, that's the way we do it, and that's the way it started. So that's the upcoming. Mm-hmm. So early thoughts here on La Mesla Cubana, advanced 36 hours ago. Yep. It was rolled. This is very, very old wrapper. Old wrapper. Yep. There's virtually no combustion line. The draw is impeccable. There is a little bit of that youthful flavor that you, you put that aside, yeah. but you get uh, some notes of vanilla. Barry was yeah. not far off when he it, said marshmallow. There's a little mm. bit of floral to it yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah I think the floral is going to go away after 30, yeah. 60 days. I think the floral is going to become more prominent. Strength? It's mild. Yeah. Very. Three? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. At All right. Two, three. Yep. All right. Yeah, but for a mild cigar, it's got a lot going on. Oh. Yeah, this is anybody could smoke this. Oh yeah, I I, I always cringe when you're going to come back with a cigar because <laughs> your flavor profile is so different than mine. I think I didn't come back after a, a day of yeah. this. The thing is, I haven't been there in over two years, mm. so we we went where we mm. left off and then wrapped it up. This might be the most flavorful cigar you've ever come back with. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's a lot going on in this. A lot going a lot. on. Yeah. There's a lot going on, and uh, unfortunately, one size for probably two years. I don't think we can... Uh, if it's good, though. Yeah, just got to wait for another crop mm-hmm. to end up coming in to be able to... Uh, we need bigger leaves. Um, okay, let's go to break. When we come back, how about manufacturers, brand owners? How do they influence uh, your buying patents? Let's see uh, how that goes. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to... The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
Drew Estate is about to make someone a whole lot richer. During its latest freestyle live show on the company's Facebook Live page, facebook.com forward slash Drew Estate Cigar, Drew Estate announced that it will be holding a Bitcoin sweepstakes with numerous incredible prizes during upcoming freestyle live events, including a grand prize of one full Bitcoin for a lucky fan to be announced during the February 17th, 2022 edition of Freestyle Live. During each of the company's three upcoming Freestyle Live events, October 15th and November 11th in 2021, and January 20th of 2022, the company will randomly select the names of five people who attend the online show and comment during specific times in each broadcast as potential winners of an assortment of fantastic prizes. The five winners from each of these three shows will create the contestant pool of 15 people eligible to win that grand prize, Bitcoin. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. 
It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hi, this is Rocky Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on United Podcast Network, the best and only podcast for cigars in the world. And his influence right there. Rocky Patel says it's the best. And only, he says. Only. Yeah. So it's the best. He obviously doesn't get out much. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he had to ask if he had a commercial That's running right. on it. He came up, do I have a commercial on the show? I said, yes, you do. Yeah. That's five years old. You want yeah. to change that? <laughs> Um, we're smoking La Mesla Cubana. It's an old brand uh, that I bought from somebody years ago and um, fit, finally finished after a couple years of this is what it's going to be for the first size. Uh, and there will only be one size when it gets released. I'm, I'm telling you, we're probably 60 days away from having these things. Huh. Um, four and a half by 54. Pretty odd size. But it has to do with the tobacco that's inside. Uh, this is a very, very aged Connecticut, uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper. Very aged. The size of the Connecticut wrapper could be only so big. So that yep. was what was there. That's what we can do. And we're going to have to wait at least a couple of years to get bigger leaves to become that age so we can stay consistent. Um, and we had to go to a 54 ring gauge in order to get the blend to, to be where that is. So very interesting. I, I enjoyed it very much going through this process. Um, next week, we are launching the Black Friday um, with Renee Lorenzo from two HVC weeks. Cigars. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two mm. weeks from now. Uh, we are doing the Brinner. Um, all the people in the Dominican Republic know all our events and things yeah. that so we're going did they, they want to go to Brinner? Well, or they, no? were, they were having a conversation amongst themselves without <laughs> me of what exactly is Brinner and not understanding. They eat different food than we do for breakfast. Right. So they do meats and cheeses and things like yeah. that. And we're having pancakes and eggs and, you know, we'll have sausages and yeah. bacon and things like that. But um, that, that was a conversation. Also, um, I signed 20 cookbooks. A few of my regular book, David huh. versus Goliath. Um, it, it's funny, even when I go down there, who am I? You know, true. It's which which guy do you end up I, wanting? I think you need an entourage at this point. You know, of hangers on to just go with you to visit these places. Yeah, it's it, it's fun. It's interesting. Speaking I, I, of uh, signing books, if you order the Cigar Authority cookbook and you leave a comment, sign it. I came with a whole box of them today for us to sign. We right. some writer's cramp. So uh, gives you a chance to get an autographed copy. The autographs belong, and that's what I said to some of these people. They, they had their recipe inside the book, and they said, sign the book for me. And I said, you're the author. You're, <laughs> you're the one. No, no, just do it for me. Okay. Um, all right, emails of the week. We're yeah, still doing so that, right? uh, this uh, week's best email of the week is brought to you by the folks at Aging Room. Barry, you're going to have to help me with the first two things in that. Pack. Yeah, I explained it in an email. I guess you didn't read it. <laughs> uh, comes with three Aging Room cigars, an Aging Room cutter, a nip of Ron Diplomatico rum, a can of Coke, and a highball glass, so you can enjoy a Kublai with a cigar, just like Rafael Nadal. What's the second thing there? A cutter. 
Oh, really? A, I thought it was a cutter. I just didn't want to say the wrong thing. It, it looks beautiful. You yeah. have one. I have one. Yep, you have one. I think on your desk, Jonathan. Put it. John. The uh, following message was submitted through the contact <laughs> us page of the cigarauthority.com. And since th- this is the season for coming up with what your costume is going to be for Halloween, which AJ one was that? It's the new one. Uh, Not the one Tim was mentioning. No. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. Is there any way to get the two of you to stop talking mm-hmm. while, so I can read this? Uh, it's left over from the last thing. I need an answer. Yeah, it's the recollection. They, they have a lot to talk about. They actually got one yeah, of those. DJ Jazzy Jamie writes with respect to Jazzy Jamie cause, uh, costume ideas. I think Ed should be Lance Armstrong. I, I don't know why. But do you have only have one testicle? Yeah. Maybe it's the blood doping. Barry Who should be King Kong Bundy. Who was the guy used to pull, pull his arm? Was that Lance Stretch, Armstrong? Stretch Armstrong. Armstrong. Okay. <laughs> It's a wonder we get anything done around here. Dave should be William Shatner, but now not the Star Trek version. That's an old joke, I think. Uh, And Mr. J should be Richard Simmons, obviously. Uh, If you want a group costume, consider going as the Seinfeld cast with Dave as Jerry, Ed as Kramer, Barry as George, and Mr. J as Elaine. We can see why that's not going to win. Wait, which one was Jerry? Uh, Dave would be Jerry. All right, because if you were Jerry, I'd be Newman. Jerry! Newman. Newman. Dewey writes through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com with respect to resting your cigars. Okay, based on previous comments on the show, I know that you generally don't age your cigars that are in your regular rotation. However, aging aside, do you rest your daily smokes in your humidor at home before lighting up? I find huge differences in the flavor and burn after resting my cigars for a minimum of three weeks. I realize that working in a cigar store may affect your decision. But think of the additional sales you'll make by advising your clients to buy in volume now, and they'll thank you later. Admittedly, the cigar package subscribers <laughs> may demand to receive their cigars a month ahead of smoking them on the show, but would that be so bad? Cheers, Dewey. It's just a nightmare to try to pull off. So but here's... here's yes, your cigars are better rested and this is uh, i buy them here so i and i manage already, the humidor so I've i know that them. i know that they're rested but i still i buy weeks and weeks in advance of stuff that is in my regular rotation for at home i, I had a long talk with Ernesto carrillo in his humidor in the dominican republic about this very subject and the problem is that he they do all their resting and they do everything in the cigar leaf perfect goes to miami and then he doesn't want to ship it again he wants again to end up yeah, letting yeah, it yeah. rest over there. And then we get it, and then he wants it to rest again. But the problem was with little cigar stores, that, you need the cash flow issue right. of what it is, so it's sold. So we try to overbuy so that it ends up resting in Nashua, where we warehouse the stuff right now, and it rotates. And by the time it ends up getting on the shelf here and Jonathan's smoking the cigar, it has gone through all the resting. Mm-hmm. It certainly uh, has. That, that it needs to do. But I understand, and especially if, you, if you're buying cigars online, during the climate, all the different climate changes that happen on UPS trucks and you know, it's brutal. Listen, what's happening with with these containers right. that are coming yeah. into the U.S. That absolutely. If those containers is- have cigars on them, those cigars are going to be moldy. That you're you're out you're you're at ninety five percent humidity above the ocean. Yeah. All right. The final and the one that I would like to cast my vote for. So who is this? This is uh, Jameson. Jam- we got Jameson, Dewey, and Jazzy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with respect to the manly way to cut a cigar, 
Oh, you like this because it's about you. Let's see. Mr. Jonathan, your recent YouTube video post of using a woman's kitchen tool as a manly way to cut a cigar was laughable. Seriously? Do you think John Wayne would have rummaged through the kitchen for a way to cut a cigar? I would think he'd toss it in the air and blow the cap clean off with his Colt 45. Do you think Chuck Norris would ask his wife where the mandolin slicer is or just give the cigar a manly look and watch as it quivers and sheds the cap without question? I didn't even know what a mandolin slicer was until your post, but when a man has something to cut, he uses a damn knife, preferably something resembling a Rambo prop. Embrace your true self, Mr. J., Get creative with your kitchenware and sewing equipment and all that. Just please don't call it manly. And I guess that Jameson missed the fact that the mandolin slicer starts with the word man. That's why it was funny. Man, if you you have to explain the joke, it wasn't funny in the first place. But it was. Do you remember the late, great Adam Weeks? Yes. When he pulled out the big <laughs> the sword, samurai sword yes. to cut, cut the, the cigar. cigar. That's yeah. out there somewhere. Yeah. That's out there. That's a classic. All right. So we got uh, Jazzy Dewey and Jameson is the last one. Uh, all kind of weak. Yeah. Yeah. All kind of weak. Yeah. Why are you going to say that about people that take the time to write I in? appreciate it. I appreciate it. And they, they all can't be home runs. I'm going to vote for Dewey just because I like his name. That's a stupid reason. And what about Jazzy? Jazzy Jeff? What was his name? DJ Jazzy Jamie. I mean, Jameson's named after whiskey. That's true. I'll give it to Jameson because Jonathan wants it to go to Jameson. So I will. I haven't seen the video, but But he's he's using it. You want a summary on the video? Yeah. You're not funny. You suck. Yeah, that's so, just one, watch one got, review. I got some catching up to do. It, it's thankfully relatively brief. Okay. So who wins? It sounds Jameson. like uh, Jameson uh, pulls that one out. All right, Jameson has it. Uh, the after show, uh, I can't be here for. No. No, no. you're you going, gotta get you're going home. home. All right. <laughs> I can't be there. Um, all right, it's time for uh, to ask the dawn. It's time to ask the Don. Why do you do that? I don't know. Brought you to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. They're mellow and smooth. Premium. premium. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. What is the difference between a $10 cigar and a $20 cigar? $10. $10. Okay. Math major. Question's over. Uh... In the retail shop, the difference between a $10 cigar and a $20 cigar is typically going to have to do with the age on the tobacco going into that product. You're going to have more age both on the tobacco itself and more post-roll aging on a more expensive cigar. It'll be a little smoother. It'll be better. 10 and 20. If you said 5 and 10, I'd tell you it's pretty dramatic. It is. 10 to 20 is not all that dramatic. It's about half again. You go, you're twice as good from five to ten. From ten to twenty, you're about half again as good. It's not double. It's not double. Yeah. Now from twenty to forty, you're so, only half again. So let's say you're you're pretty new to cigar smoking. You don't need to go over ten dollars because you're not going to realize it, right? Perhaps, yeah. We, we you're really getting good at it 
then you, you know, I, I try when somebody comes in and new to cigar smokers, I don't ever want to, I don't care even if they want, show me your best cigar. And I go, you don't want the best cigar. Let's find something really nice for you for about 10 bucks. Yeah, graduate, you know, once yeah. you learn the nuances and the differences. And in most cases, Jonathan's right. It is about the tobacco use, the aging use. But in some in some companies' cases, I'm this, going this to marketing. Yeah, this yes. marketing. Yes. I'm going to make the argument, and you say whatever you want, but I have an example of why you're wrong. Uh, our, my number two downstairs, Trevor, is smoking. Does he know that you call him a little shit? <laughs> he came in for his first legal cigar when the smoking age was 18. He smoked and he for a said, long time. What? First legal cigar, yeah. and he said, "I want to smoke the cigar that you think is the best cigar to smoke." That was and his I said, mistake. <laughs> Where do you want to be price wise? And he said, "I don't care." You sold him the first legal. I cigar? sold him his first legal cigar. It was Atabay, and he continued being a cigar smoker and now works here, and he's my number one guy. So you're taking all the credit for his mm -hmm. success. I'm taking the credit for because showing him he, something that was exceptional. Because I'm the guy. When he was underage, he was selling a shitload of cigars <laughs> at the age of eight. You did not sell him cigars. No, Don't I say sold, that. He sold, sold them to his dad. dad. Whatever his dad, his dad did with him was up to his dad. Uh, so I'm in the Dominican Republic, and somebody comes up to me and asks me if, if I know his dad. I and, heard about this. And I hmm. said, yes, I do. And he tells me how he knows him, and he wants to take a picture with me and him so I could send it to, to, to his to Trevor's dad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's so weird when you huh. meet somebody, you know, I'm, I'm in Hanky Kellner's son's office with Hanky Kellner, and this guy comes in and says, you know Darren? And I said, <laughs> yes, I do. Crazy, right? It's crazy. What a, what a small world. Um, all right, Cigar Authority Cookbook. Uh, they're out there. Yeah. They're all over the Dominican Republic. They're not all over the United States because they're not selling like hotcakes. Um, Go on to thecigarauthority.com and mm. buy a Cigar Authority cookbook for charity. Do the right thing. Christmas is coming. You give everybody a nice Cigar Authority cookbook for Christmas. Um, I gave my wife a Cigar Authority cookbook for Christmas. I'd be homeless. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it would match your look. <laughs> Touche. I did. I thought of a great, by the way, a very, very good um, name for Barry's followers. The Bedheads. No? You didn't like deadheads, but dead? never mind. Whatever. No. All right, let's get to the Classic 3-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you <coughs> by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Barry ran away with it last week at the very end. So, Barry, today is... Katy Perry's pop singer's birthday. She gained fame after releasing I Kissed a Girl. Her album, Teenage Dream, had five songs in the Billboard 100, earning her the distinction of being the first female artist to achieve that feat. 
Woman of the Year, says Billboard magazine, and became a judge on American Idol. She was born today. What year? 84. 84, he says. I, I thought like 89. 89. 1982. 82. Two points to Barry Stein. Damn it. Barry's a creeper. <laughs> He's in the... Uh, She's in my browser history. I know. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, over to you, Mr. Ed Sullivan. I got three questions and two tiebreakers. Pablo Picasso, born today, painter, sculptor, co-founded the Cubist movement and co-invented several new styles of art, including construction, sculpture, collage, and plastic art. Born mm. today, Pablo Picasso. 1892. 1892. Uh, 1200. 1200. 1831. 1831. It's 1881. But Barry will get another point. Three to nothing. I have one question left. Barry's really smart. He is. It's just for fun because he has won. I don't find it fun, but I'm still (laughs) going to play. You don't find it fun even when you're winning. No. Mr. Jonathan, Nancy Cartwright. It's her birthday today. Who's she? Nancy Cartwright. Uh, Haas's mom. No, she was on the TV, (laughs) right? On the TV, she's a voice voice actress. Oh, Simpsons! Simpsons. Yeah, Bart, she's Simpson. Bart Simpson. She's Bart Simpson, the most successful animated TV show in history, which I would say should be the Flintstones, <laughs> but it's not. It's the Simpsons, and she was born today. 1964. 64. 63. 63. I had 61. Wow, you would think because it was the show's been on for like 20 years or mm. something, but she would be older than that, and she is. 57. Ugh. So no points will be awarded to any of you guys for over. And Barry has a three to nothing shutout. You guys suck. You are on a roll. Roll. Uh, that's it. We're out of time, though. I can't believe I made the show. Pissed you off. You had the whole show figured out. Were you nervous? Because I couldn't. No. Nope. Yeah? No, it was ready to go. Last time you got a neck cramp or something because <laughs> no. I wasn't going to be here. No, I was all set. Yeah. I did not get a neck cramp because you weren't <laughs> going to be here. I got a neck cramp because there were complications with baby James. Ah, all right. I was stressed out That's about the baby. That's very nice. That's very nice. I thought your head was just in an awkward angle. But... I was ready to cook dinner for you guys if you needed it. I <laughs> had everything squared away. Mac and cheese, take it back. Give you some comfort food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got lots of stuff going on in the Cigar Authority coming up, lots of events and promotions and all that stuff. I was working out some of the details while I was down there. I'll bring them to you next week, but we are out of time. So next week, what does it cost to make your own cigar brand? What is it worth? Should you do it? What else should you do? Mickey Pegg has been in the industry in a lot of forms, but he's now a cigar brand owner with All Saints Cigars. We're going to smoke them along with him and see what he has to say. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you may have learned something today which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.